1: Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a football Friday. A lot of NFL today. We gave some of our college plays yesterday. we got to talk to an expert right now. Pam Maldonado, betting analyst, Yahoo Sportsbook, Stack of Stats podcast joining us to talk some college football here. Pam, it's an interesting slate. I and mean, after all those, I mean, crazy upsets last week, we get an interesting slate this week. I, I want to start with a game that we're not sure what side to be. I'm curious if you have a have an opinion. Texas A&M last week, that was rough. I mean, to go from a top 10 team to losing that game, and now they welcome in Miami. Pam, I like this Miami team, Mario Cristobal, and I think Tyler Van Dyke's a a really interesting quarterback and maybe a pro prospect as well, could be a first round pick. What do you make of this game? Miami getting five and a half points against A&M.
0: I absolutely love Miami here on the road at A&M. I think a lot of people are shocked that the Aggies lost last week to Appalachian State, but there really shouldn't be any surprise because nobody should have been high on AM entering the season. They had a new quarterback. They lost its leading receiver. The defense lost all three of its top defensive ends. They lost their top linebacker. That is a lot of change and movement from one season to another. And I know that it's the SEC and you can always say that players at the schools like this can reload at certain positions. But for somebody like an Aggies, when you have Teams like Alabama, Georgia, everyone else, it's in a prove it to me situation. And yeah, I mean, defensively, they held up state to four and a half yards per pass, but they allowed 181 rushing yards. Well, what do you think Miami has? They have the one 2 punch with both juniors, Harry Parrish Jr. And Thaddeus Franklin, Jr. Combined already 344 rushing yards and seven ground scores. So I love Miami, what they're doing defensively, what they're capable of doing defensively and along with this offense that they seem to have like a solid ground game going up against what could be a very vulnerable, uh, rushing defense. Um, absolutely. I love Miami grabbing the points here. I'm not sure if I'm convinced yet on the money line, just because it is still a one game sample size that. We we have for a short season so but i'm happy to grab the points with miami
2: well pam speaking of change we've got to go to nebraska i can't wait to see what sort of effort we get from the Cornhuskers. the public's all in on the sooners laying the number and every time you look the public is getting a better number to bet it gets a little bit shorter because the respected money coming in on nebraska people want to back the team with the with the fired head coach they feel scott frost was the problem uh current number i see is ten and a half are you doing anything with oklahoma nebraska a team that was getting a lot of buzz like oh they're they're really good all of these are one score losses well uh (laughs) the higher ups said get out of here after a few games
0: So I think there's two reasons why you're seeing light movement with Oklahoma. Yes, it did open 13 and a half. It's down to 11. I've even seen 10 and a half in some spots. You can say that yes, no Scott Frost, huge upgrade for no matter what the team is and capable of doing for Nebraska, there's no longer Scott Frost. Now for me, it's a bit of a play on, I don't think I'll get to the window with this. Let's be honest, because (laughs) Oklahoma. I'm not sure that they are quite the team that we think that they are capable of being. The first two games are back-to-back home games. This is the first road game for Dylan Gabriel, though he is a veteran quarterback. But Nebraska defense, last, it is a one-game sample size. last in the FBS through just one game, allowing 528 total yards to Northwestern. Do you remember Northwestern have a really good offense like in years past? Because I absolutely don't. But what I do understand why this line is moving, not just because of Scott Frost, but Oklahoma is facing K-State next week. And that's like a kind of a bit of a sandwich spot because – it, a look ahead spot because K-State, I was really high coming on K-State coming into the season. They're being, they're showing me both offensively and defensively that they're very capable of coming out and winning the big 12 title and Oklahoma has to have them on the radar. So for that reason alone, this is, I would lean to Oklahoma here just because this is still a really good Oklahoma offense. Defensively OU had nine sacks through two games should absolutely dumpster truck Nebraska, but because because of that look ahead spot to K State next week, and this is the first road game for Dylan Gabriel, um, I don't, I don't, I don't have the balls to back Nebraska, <laughs> but I also <laughs> can understand the line change for why it is dipping.
2: I love it. Another game that's intriguing to me, Pam, is BYU at Oregon. It seems like BYU might have some hopes and dreams of doing what Cincinnati did last season. And Oregon Mm -hmm. really hasn't looked as impressive. And we've seen some really big line movement in the total. This opened up at 49 and a half. I'm seeing 57 and a half out there. It shows that BYU, (laughs) I think, is getting some real respect in the betting market. Um, Do you Mm -hmm. think BYU has a chance of going into Oregon and winning this football game?
0: All we have. This is week two of week two, week three of college football, of NFL. It is largely about overreactions, underreactions. You're trying to find some neutrality in all of these handicapping. But how do you not back BYU here in this spot? Oregon was dead last in passing defense, and I know that it is Georgia, but they're known for their defense, not for their offense. And this Oregon team made Stetson Bennett look like an absolute stud. 368 passing yards from Bennett, 439 yards total from the Georgia quarterbacks and hat. I don't understand how you make sense. Bennett look absolutely so good. And now all of a sudden he's in the talks to win the Heisman and BYU quarterback Jaron Hall. I mean, he's a very capable quarterback. He himself had over 500 passing yards through two games. And I know that Georgia racked up four scores on the ground. Well, BYU, that's kind of, a, of an offensive strength of theirs. The Cougars have a good running back duo as well in Chris Brooks and Lopini Katoa uh, for yardage and for using Puka Nukua listed as a wide receiver, but he's also had two ground scores. So they have a really good offense going. Um, you can't really overreact to... Oregon getting dumpster trucked by Georgia. It is Georgia after all, but I am concerned. Like you made sense and Bennett look really freaking great, and so I think BYU, Jaron Hall, very capable. I would definitely lean to BYU plus, plus plus the points here.
1: Pam, am I crazy for liking the Fresno State side in this game against USC? USC's been good so far, two and zero under Lincoln Riley, and they're getting a lot of a lot of love here. I just feel like. Yeah, Fresno State can really run the football. I, I think they're well-coached. Well, what do you think about this game? It's the 12.5-point number over at BetMGM, um, 73.5 on the total. It's a very high total here, USC hosting mm-hmm. Fresno.
0: I think when it comes to any USC game, it's either you back them on the spread – or you take their overs. I am not wanting to step in front of this offense. It's looking every bit as good as people were hyping them up to be preseason. I was very bullish on it because, okay, well, there's a lot of new parts, new quarterback, new coach, new this. man, and this offense is looking good. It is looking solid. Fresno State, we know that it is another high-passing team. So if you have two high-passing offenses, we've already seen kind of, okay, um, the defense is very much lacking here with USC. So two high passing offenses. I would say that the offense is definitely stronger with U.S.E., but their defense is absolute garbage. So Fresno State should be able to be should be able to put up some points as well. I would. It is a high total, but it is college football, so you can't be scared of high totals in college football when you have two high power passing offenses with very vulnerable defenses.
2: Uh, maybe not a game that uh, some of our listeners targeted but you certainly have and we're all about cashing tickets houston favored by nine and a half against kansas (laughs) what's the plan
0: I loved Kansas last season and they were one of the teams that I kept back in and I was like, I, I believe in this team. I know that Jalen Daniels here, he's the quarterback. He has a lot of upside to him, got burned a couple of times, got laughed after back in Kansas. And here they are this season, looking at all types of solid. And it's because of their new head coach in a uh, but Kansas, I definitely love them this week grabbing plus nine, plus nine and a half, plus eight, uh, I would say the, plus nine is what I would feel comfortable with. Um, at Houston, but the Jayhawks season win total was two and a half and they're now two and oh on the season. So if anybody just blindly bet Kansas because it's Kansas on that under you are definitely sweating, and I definitely believe that this number, uh, that overseason win total can hit this week. Uh, the last time, just some a fun nugget, the last time that the Kansas that Kansas went 2-0 to start out a season was back in 2011. Here we are 2022, but quarterback Jalen Daniels, he has so much upside, 18 of 29 for three passing touchdowns against a West Virginia pretty good defense. And Houston defense, 119th in passing defense through two games, giving up 337 yards to UTSA and another 350 to Texas Tech. Houston, they seem to potentially have a turnover problem. They've had a few turnovers in the first two games that they had. Well, Jayhawks defense, um, are vulnerable on that secondary. Absolutely. But they have forced themselves a couple of turnovers against West Virginia. This Kansas offensive line is really looking solid. And because of that, Jalen Daniels is able to get the ground game going. With his unit of running backs in Devin Neal and Daniel Hishaw Jr. It rushing scores between these three players. So I love the plus 280 money line as well. And hopefully it comes through. <laughs> awesome.
2: You know, the Washington Huskies have looked a lot better than expected. They are three-point favorites at home, hosting Michigan State. If Washington
0: can win and cover against Sparty, do you think they could be live in the Pac-12? So you said a very interesting thing that Washington has looked better than expected. Have they really? Because if you look at the teams (laughs) that they have faced, a completely rebuilding Kent State and an FCS school. So how much information are you really getting from how good this Washington team is? Now on the other side of the the game, you're looking at the exact same prospect with Michigan State. Who have they played as well? They played Western Michigan and Akron. So you have two very misleading teams right now. I look for strength versus weakness, and the weakness is that both of these teams, Michigan State and Washington, have played some pretty garbage schools. So I don't really know what to make of either of these teams. I don't know who they are offensively. I don't know what their strength is defensively, but I do remember that Michigan State showed a solid pass rush, but that was against yuck teams. Washington showed a good passing offense, Also against bad teams, but if it is true that though, that the Huskies can pass now, well, Michigan state, if we remember, they were 130th last year in passing defense. So I would lean to Washington, maybe getting a win Michigan state, getting a cover, but this maybe even the over, I would say more so over 56 and a half, because you have two teams who with very misleading statistical uh, data points at this moment. And when that happens, just give me some points.
1: Talking to Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sportsbook here, about college football week three and looking ahead. Pam, uh, not a number that I'm willing to bet this week because it's just so gigantic. I'm just curious mm-hmm. your thoughts on Tennessee. They're 47.5-point favorites against Akron, but they're on my radar. Hendon Hooker is a good quarterback. They can score. They have run at a crazy pace offensively. They go and win in Pitt last week. What do you think about Tennessee moving forward? I feel like there's an opportunity somewhere in the SEC in the East for someone to jump up and maybe challenge Georgia as the season goes on. Do you like this Tennessee team? How good could they be?
0: Um, I was high on Tennessee coming into the season. Yes, Hendon Hooker looks fantastic. But when you're talking about near 50 points, that is a lot to cover. I would instead, because you know that come the third quarter, if they have like a 30 point lead, these teams are potentially going to sit their players out in the second half, definitely more so in the fourth quarter. So I never want to back a team with that many points because of that situation alone. And now if you look at Ellis at Tennessee's schedule, they're playing Akron this week, but they got Florida on deck next week. So that's a big time spot for them to say, hey, you know, we're going to dumpster truck this team. Let's go ahead and just like sit our players down. So if you don't like to grab the points with a favorite, what you could always do is grab the under points for the opponent. So, Akron, whatever the team total is, I would imagine that it's somewhere around the 14 and a half, 13 and a half range. Take the under on that because, I mean, statistically speaking, this is just a huge discrepancy in talent level, talent gap. There's no reason at all why Akron should not be even making it downfield maybe putting up field goals great for unders turnovers are going to be a problem great for unders for that team so I would more so look to Akron team total under than I would to Tennessee laying that big of a spread when they have Florida next week
2: I know you dig into the stats um are you looking at specific spot plays this week because it feels like this card kind of sets up for that uh, you have a team that pulled off a massive upset. Like we saw Marshall at Notre Dame. There were a ton of them last week. Mm-hmm. Um, do you fade them the following week? Or is or is that all noise? How about your Texas Longhorns? They almost did it. They almost pulled <laughs> off the upset of the season. And then it's UTSA yeah, double digit so favorites this week. So like, what
0: is your approach with some of those spots? Um, I actually don't really look at situational spots too often. That's not the first place that I look. First and foremost, I am always looking for strength versus weakness. So if I'm having, if I noticed that last game, there was a quarterback that got sacked five times. Well, that's a weakness, obviously from their offensive line. Are they facing a good pass rush this week? Or if they are a really solid run team and they just like rush for all the yards, are they going up against a susceptible defense? Um, that's, those are the situational spots that I look at. So more so. And then like I just analyzed right now with Tennessee. Oh, well they got Florida next week and then kind of break it down from there. So it's kind of like those situational spots are like the last thing that I do. More so, I'm handicapping it as such, regardless of week one. I'm understanding that it is still early in the season, so I'm trying to not use the previous week's information too hard. I'm more so looking at it objectively from this standpoint, still utilizing some of the 2021 information, seeing if that carried over into the new season, and then carrying on from there.
1: Great stuff, Pam. We always appreciate hopping on. Pam Maldonado, betting analyst, Yahoo Sportsbook, there on the guest line. On the other side, we'll dive back into the NFL. We have the Broncos, Texans, and three primetime games to talk about next right here on the BetQL Network.
2: Thank you.